This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, November 9th. This is episode 395. My name is Dan Ellison. So far, I am joined by one wonderful Mr. Co-Hosts. That would be Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the the one... Uh, I was going to say that showed up today, but that's kind of mean to say. <laughs> I'm sure Taylor just got very busy doing something. And you think, you think he might have confused the whole daylight savings time thing again? Yeah, I think it really got it. I think he, you think it really fucked him up because last week uh, he figured that everybody's time had changed. Like Italy changes yeah. their time at. at at a different date than we do here in the United States. But because daylight savings time was ending, that means we fall back. Right. So it would, but then he figured that for some reason we would be an hour later, but that's like, that's the exact opposite of how that would work. Right. Yeah. And he then should have shown up early. Yeah. Yeah. And then this Instead week, late. and then this week, since we actually did change times, I thought, well, maybe he's like off by two hours now <laughs> because he was an hour <laughs> wrong before. And now we actually have changed. And maybe like his prior misconception is now doubly bad. Compounded. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more, more badder. So, so we'll see know. at five o'clock if we get a text from Taylor saying, you guys showing up tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent him, I sent him a text on our, on our signal, uh, chat and I know he's seen it, but he's not yet replied. So I'm guessing he's just super busy with something and maybe he'll be joining us later in the show. Who knows? Hopefully that would be awesome. Uh, but what is new with you, Mr. Duffy? Uh, I mean, not a whole lot. I, uh, Stayed up really late last night drinking whiskey, mm -hmm. uh, screaming into the TV's tubes. <laughs> Why is that? Why were you up late drinking whiskey and screaming at the television? Well, I think the main thing I was screaming at was... Why the fuck did so many people vote for Herschel Walker and fuck the third party? <sighs> yeah, that was one thing I was screaming. Yeah. Um... And also, why isn't ranked choice voting a thing everywhere yet? Now screaming that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think ranked choice would be very helpful in a lot of circumstances, in a lot of areas. Uh, I think it's something that should absolutely be done. I just don't know that it will in many places. It's in place and it's in it's been instituted in what, like Alaska, New York, uh, some other places. Yep. Those are the two that I know of for sure that have ranked choice voting in some elections. I know of as well. Yeah. Because uh, uh, What's-Her-Face had, uh, Sarah Palin had a really hard time understanding what ranked cho choice voting was and how it worked. <laughs> like she got really confused. They're like, how did I lose? They just give the votes to that person or what? <laughs> like, no. Uh -huh. It means the people didn't vote for you for number two either. You were number three on a lot of people's lists. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's and, uh, not terrific. Um, but, you know, hopefully hopefully they can sort some stuff out. It would be great. I think ranked choice would, would help in a lot of different things because then people wouldn't necessarily have as much of a mindset of I'm going to have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Like, oh, no, you can rank people according to your level of evil. You can say, yeah. oh, no, I think this person might be a little less evil than this person. And you can arrange your different and differing levels of evil into a more palatable list of candidates for yourself. Just, just like you did in high school when you went to that Hot or Not website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ranking the, ranking the folks that way. So what, uh, what were your 
takeaways last night or well actually um, we can we can talk more about that later what 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 have you just been doing in your private personal life over the last week oh i got i got my my puzzle box finished that oh, i've been yeah. working on for like 3 fucking weeks oh wow how many and have you made uh, now that's only the third big puzzle box thing I've made. Okay. Because usually I put a lot of time into it. I had the one with all the electronics in it where I literally spent like a month learning how to program Arduinos mm-hmm. and write code and stuff and make little mechanic. Like, I think after a week of like reading it and I was able to make a switch that made a light blink at a certain rhythm, I was like, <laughs> I did it! And I'm like, there's probably a five-year-old right now that's like, yeah, I can do that. I'm a smart that man. Simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no, there. I, I like doing the puzzle boxes because uh, I give myself a challenge. Mm-hmm. I usually go into it not knowing how I'm going to make, like I'll have a, a rough idea in my head. I'm like, if I make a mechanism that works this way, I think it'll work. And then I just make little ones and I test my little theories out and be like, oh, nope, that doesn't work. I need to adjust this or I need to adjust that. And it's it's just kind of fun to tinker with. And then... I get the enjoyment of someone's frustration on not being able to figure it the fuck out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like a very cool box. I don't. I, it, yeah, I just saw the one picture of the exterior. I don't know all yeah. of its internal intricacies. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, part of it is if if I showed someone too many photos of it, they would know how to go about solving it. Mm. Because the one big tricky part is that part of the box has to be removed to continue. So the very first thing you got to do is disassemble the box. Mm. And what kind of prize can you withhold in its interior? Well, I mean, you don't get to keep it. The whole this the whole purpose of this one is to remove Milner's hammer. Mm. So it's like so a it's like it's, a display piece for people to play with. Play with and try to get it to unlock the hammer out of the box. It's a conversation piece. Yeah, it's something that'd be fun. Uh, Sarah's got some friends coming into town tomorrow, so I already told her, I'm like, you know, when your friends come, I'm going to make them try to solve the puzzle box, right? (laughs) She's like, I know. (laughs) Okay. I've already said the whole (laughs) (laughs) They know. They're, They're all prepared for it, you know? Well, but they're also bringing their significant others too. Yeah. So they, they both, one moved to Chicago and the other one moved up to Washington. So Sarah has not, and I have not met their significant others yet either. Oh. Well, are they from the Ogden area? Like people you no, know? No, they're friends of Sarah that have basically made the same life travels with reporting who all worked together in like South Carolina, then all came here to Utah. And then when the paper closed in Utah, they kind of left. Hmm. So she, they're, they're friends she's worked with for a long time and, and uh, have been part of their, her journey through life. Well, that's cool. That's, that'll be a happy, fun reunion for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, uh, uh, I have, I have Mr. Oliver, our our oldest Boston in the or I keep wanting to say office, but it's here in the studio with me uh, because we took him in for well, he had surgery today. We didn't take him in. Our daughter came and picked him up this morning. Uh, she sneaked into the bedroom. He had a chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, one of our one of our children is a vet tech at a local veterinary hospital, which is very helpful because we have a lot of dogs. <laughs> so uh, it's really cool. She just on her way to work this morning, swung by the house to pick him up because uh, he had a lump on his side and a lump on his neck and like a fleshy something, something like a, it was like a big gross nipple on his, on his belly. And uh, I had, I was more concerned about the thing on his side because it was attached to his side it wasn't in his skin anyway she came and picked him up sneaked into the bedroom scared the shit out of all of the other dogs and so they all went nuts but she took him and it was rainy and windy this morning so she got him to go pee but needed to hurry anyway he didn't get his poop out and so she took him to the vet and they did their thing and they the 
he's got four shaved spots on him now, one on his leg where they do blood work and put the IVs in and everything and anesthesia. And then a shaved spot on his side where they took the thing off of his side. And apparently that was just a fatty growth, fatty tumor on, on his side. So they took that off. That one was fine. The one on his neck that nobody was concerned about after opening it, she's like, oh, yeah, this one this one looks squirrely. So they're actually sending that off for biopsy. And then the thing on his stomach was just another fatty growth that they just took off because it was gross. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we went and picked him up just before we started recording. Like I had just got into the studio when when you joined and like had just barely sat down in here with him so we get home and we get him out of the car we're in the driveway because my mother-in-law backed into the garage door i think i mentioned that last week and i've been working to get that resolved so our garage door doesn't work i'll talk more about that in a minute um and so we pull into the driveway get him out of the car and you know we're trying to get him to come into the house with us and he just starts wandering away toward the garbage cans on the side of the house, like, and wouldn't listen to us. <laughs> like, like he just kept wrong. walking and he's kind of walking a little bit sideways. Anyway, he finally figures out he's going in the wrong direction, finally comes back and comes into the house with us. And Tracy, in a wonderful stroke of foresight, bought him like dog pajamas that she put on him. Because a collar is great to keep him from licking his wounds, but we have four other dogs. And so in order to keep them away from them, she got him just like some dog pajamas that have like a belly band that wraps around and keeps it all secure and in place. So then they can't aggravate his wounds and he can't get at his wounds. It's just a good deal. So she went up, got that for him um, and came down and put it on him. And then he's standing in the kitchen and he's still half drugged up, so his head's kind of hanging down, but he's just staring at us like he wants to murder both of us. And then he starts getting wobbly, and I was like, all right, well, we better get him laid down before he falls down. So, <laughs> she, so she went and grabbed a bed, brought it down here in the studio, and he is just chilling on the bed. Now, for the longest time, he wouldn't actually lay down. He, he was like half sitting, half standing in it. And then eventually just kind of teetered over or toppled over. And now he's got his head down and he's just, he looks very unhappy, but I'm glad we (laughs) took him in anyway. But that's, yeah, that was another 500 bucks. And the, it's just like shit keeps adding up, man. 5,000 for the garage door, 500 for this. We need to get some. Heat tape to Sarah keep I snow off. Getting, oh, I'm like, sorry. What were you saying? You should have gotten that. I was gonna say, me and Sarah actually thought about getting puppy insurance, dog insurance, but yeah, we never, we keep never getting it, and then we keep getting a very large vet bill. <laughs> we keep saying we should have gotten that insurance, and then we still don't get it. So next time one of our dogs hurt themselves, we'll probably say it again. We should have gotten that insurance. <laughs> I've always wondered if that insurance is a good deal. Like if it's, if it's actually beneficial. Since we haven't actually ever bought it and used it, I can't say yes or no. Yeah. But I mean, the last time we had to take Lulu to the vet when she had a tennis ball stuck in her stomach, mm-hmm. that was what, like $1,200. Ooh. Cause she was there overnight. They had to do like an endoscope to go in there and like try to remove it and stuff. And yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. That's a that's a lot of work. I'm glad she was okay after that. That's that's that yeah. can be very scary. Yeah. I mean, I think I was more scared than she was because when she came out and we finally got to pick her up the next day, she's like, "Oh, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> I got I just I've been hanging out at this pretty cool place. Is there dogs in there? Yeah, they gave me some food. Uh, how you guys doing? Took a long nap. Feel a little groggy. My yeah. throat's a little sore, but I'm okay. Like, I thought she would have been way more excited to see us. And she's kind of like, hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) All right. Yeah, Oliver just kind of has this glazed look on his face like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I was woken up early this morning and I was hustled outside into the front yard for some reason. 
and it's raining and it's windy. And then I'm put in a car and I'm taken to the vet and I wait there for a little while. And then they come in and they start shaving spots on me. And then all of a sudden I'm asleep and then I wake up and I'm in pain and I don't know where the fuck I am. And then Danica picks me up and takes me outside to the car. And then you guys are there and now I'm home and I still don't have any fucking idea what's going on. We got yeah. medication for him. We got uh, pain medication. And when they did his blood work, there was something a little funky about it. So they gave us a liver supplement for him to take for a little while. They want to see if that will f help fix his numbers. There's a little concern because Boston's uh, tend to have a higher incidence of Cushing's disease. I'm not entirely even sure what that is. I just know that it's more prevalent in Bostons than in a lot of other dog breeds. Bostons are one of the healthiest breeds around, but Cushing's is uh, one of the things that they can have more often than other breeds. Oh, and okay. so his blood work indicated that that might be an issue. So this is a this is kind of a testing thing. We're supposed to give him these liver supplements for a few weeks and then do more blood work and see if it is helping or not and... Whatever, but he seems to be fine. I mean, he was fine up until we took him in for blood work. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure it'll work out all right. Uh, but he's he's the very best boy. He's he's our oldest. I like him. Yeah, he's our oldest Boston in the house right now. Yeah, he's six and a half years old now. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And yesterday was Ozzy's birthday. He's our youngest Boston in the house. He turned one year old like. yesterday. Oh yeah, like, Ozzy's birthday wasn't yesterday. <laughs> you yeah, you have an Oz also. Um, yeah, and I mentioned our garage door, so I was really excited that on Monday I had a uh, an appointment with the garage door company to have them come out and fix our garage door. Um, I think I may have mentioned in the prior episode that my mother in law right. backed into the garage door, so we're going to have to replace it because she was a little extra and tried to get it to go up and down and <laughs> made other problems worse after the initial crash into the garage door. And so I, I had the garage door company come out on Monday <clears throat> and the spring was broken. Um, anybody who's familiar with a garage door knows that most of them have a torsion spring that runs parallel to the door itself. And it, is under a lot of tension when the door is down and then releases that tension when the door is lifted up to help act as a counterweight or counterbalance to the door so that it's easier to move up and down because they can be pretty fucking heavy. And when she was trying to get the door to go up and down, uh, she broke the spring and it was all but completely broken. I mean, you could see a crack in the spring itself and where it was no longer matched up very well. So the garage door came out, got the garage door company came out and their technician, uh, smacked it with a hammer a few different times, trying to get it to break all the way. That wasn't working. Oh God. I was to say, that's how you fix things with a hammer. <laughs> Some percussive maintenance. Um, yep. And so then he tried winding it up even more to give it more tension. That wouldn't work. So then he relieved some of the tension and then he tried getting at it with a screwdriver for a little bit. And then he pulled out a hammer again and hit it, I think twice. And it just went boing and <laughs> made a lot of noise and was a little scary. And the whole time he's like, shit, man, I don't know. I think it might break this time. And he's just like, you know, hitting it kind of, <laughs> kind of tepidly at first. And then by the end, he's just like wailing on it, trying to get it to break. Finally, it broke. Ugh. Anyway, uh, in order to try to fix it, they've got this clamp. And so you've got, uh, if you can imagine a coiled spring, right, where that spring would break somewhere in the middle, you've got now two ends of a spring. And they've got basically mm -hmm. what looks like just a chunk of steel with two holes in it and two uh, screws that come down through the top of this block of okay. steel so that you would feed uh, either end of the broken spring into one of the two holes and then use the screws to, to tighten down onto the broken part of the spring. So it acts just kind of like a Band-Aid, basically. Yeah. Where, where the spring is broken. But the kind of garage door system we have is a different kind of torsioning spring. It's a fairly unique solution to a garage door counterweight thing that apparently when it was designed 
20, 25 years ago was supposed to be great because you can use a, a drill to help wind the, wind the spring. But because of its design, it sits much closer to the wall so that, so because the spring runs parallel to the garage door and then was also very close to the wall, they put that block on as a bandaid to try to, try to fix it. But then, but now you can't wind it. But then, yeah, then you couldn't wind the spring and it couldn't rotate even as you're, as the garage door is going up and down because as it went to rotate, it was hitting the wall and getting stuck. Yeah. So, so he's like, well, shit, man, I don't really know what else I can do. Uh, we're going to have to try to figure something out, but I got to go now. Bye. And, <laughs> and he, he fucked off. Thank before. you, kind sir. <laughs> so, so he just fucked off before he left though. I was like, so should I be hearing something from you guys? Like soonish, like when? What? What's the next step? When should I expect to hear something from somebody? He's like, oh yeah, well you know I'm not entirely sure what we need to do, so I'll go and talk to our sales guy and to my boss, and we'll try to figure something out. But you should hear from us tomorrow morning with with more information. Tuesday morning rolls around, nothing. Tuesday afternoon rolls around, nothing. Tuesday late afternoon, I finally call the company. And just said, hey, uh, this is Dan Ellis. I'm buying a door from you. I had a guy come out yesterday. The fix didn't work. I was supposed to hear something this morning. I haven't heard anything. So she put me on a long hold and came back and said, oh, I'm so sorry. We had a technician call out sick today. And so we're all kind of scrambling. And the, the boss is actually out, you know, filling in for this guy who called out today. So he hasn't had a chance to really look at anything. But I'll make sure that when he comes in today, we talk about it. And, you know, I'll, I'll get you on the schedule as soon as possible for a fix. And then later last night, I got word that they'll be here tomorrow again to try to fix everything. Apparently, nice. they're going to just have to re you know, they'll be installing a whole new spring and pulley system in the garage. So fun Which times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were going to have to do it anyway, but it was going to be just part of the new garage that was going the in. Yeah. And now since this is a separate thing to get the garage working until oh. the new door arrives, which is going to be at least a couple months, then I've got to pay for yeah. this repair in order to use the garage. So it just sucks. Oh, like, I was going to say hope. I, I was hoping maybe they're like, well, these are the parts we're going to put on your new garage. So we'll just install them on this one right now. Then when your new garage door comes, we'll reinstall it again on the new one. That's, maybe that's not the case. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, but it sounds like that's not really the case. It sounds oh, okay. like when they place the order for the door, like it just includes all the things. that it. Yeah, so you get it all at once. You can't piecemeal it. Yeah. And, and because I need the garage door to work until the new one is installed, this is a separate thing. But I don't know. I'll, I'll have to talk to them more about it tomorrow when they arrive. Um but yeah, it just kind of sucks. Just keeps just keeps getting, you know, just piecing together more and more cost for everything, which kind of sucks. And then it sucks too that I had to waste like an entire week of my vacation time that vacation. I had planned to do a bunch of other shit, you know, calling around garage door companies, scheduling them to come out and provide quotes, meeting with them, doing calls, comparing quotes, emailing back and forth, texting back and forth making and taking phone calls about it, learning about garage doors, picking the ones we wanted. It was just a big fucking pain in the ass, man. And so God damn mother-in-laws. <laughs> well, well, I'm just, I'm really glad that I had the time scheduled off. Uh, I'm yeah. disappointed though, that I had a bunch of plans of shit that I wanted to do and was not able to do any of that because I was dealing with garage door shit. Well, it's just a pain, and I'm whining about it, so there. Um, yeah. You want to talk about some other shit? Yeah, let's do that uh, when we get back from this little break. Okay. Okay. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Just because they're offended by someone being gay, it doesn't mean they're right. You know, it's a strange thing that... Cause, uh, the, the, um, gay, being gay is a choice. No, being gay isn't a choice. You know, I want to go, well, go, go, you try it then. Mm. If it's a choice, have a go. <laughs> See how much you like it, you know. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are 
very excited to have a special guest this evening. Uh, we've not had a guest for a little while, but I would like to uh, welcome to the show Mr. Taylor Grin. <laughs> Downgraded the guest. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> Talking to my union rep. <laughs> I'm an equal partner. <laughs> so good to see you this evening. How are things? <laughs> uh, just fantastic. I um, I did 32 hours and three days at work, so I could pull off a four day weekend out of the the three day weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, laid down at about seven o'clock tonight, my time, to take a nap. And um, apparently my phone alarm decided to integrate itself into the uh, nightmare that I was having <laughs> and uh, slept right through the first, you know, half of the show that you guys were doing. <laughs> so that was fantastic. Yeah. Finally woke up out of it and I was like, oh, shit, I'm late for school. No, wait, I'm out of school. Oh, shit. No, I'm the teacher. You know, so. Uh Saw the saw the text messages between you and Ryan. It was like, oh fuck my dog! I am late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so. nice nice to see you. I'm glad that you got some rest. And it made me think talking about guests. Like we haven't had a guest for a long time, but yeah, that is due in large part to our fucky schedules. Mine being the fuckiest lately. Uh, that. Yeah, I just it. I haven't known from week to week whether we're actually going to record until like the day of, and I would hate to try to schedule somebody and then have to reschedule, and just that would be bad. I don't want to. I don't want to be bad to our guests, and I want to be good to our guests and to our listeners. So, avocado agrees. No, I. Uh, I really want to read Andrew Seidel's book. I got it on Audible, and I think that might be one of the things I tackle on this long weekend. Yeah. Um, Wait. Because, like, tomorrow, if I read put, it to you, Ryan. Yeah, doesn't Audible read it to you? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. So, how are you? So, you're not going to read it. You're just going to listen. That's like cheating. That's book cheating. No. Yeah, but it allows me to play low stress video games while also listening to content that. <laughs> actually matters (laughs) two birds one stone um anyway i want to read andrew seidel's book and we should try and get him on yes yeah again yeah i picked that up i still want to try and get tom and cecil on uh, for their book shit i keep yeah i think we have a didn't we i think we have a list of guests we we would like to have on the show we would like to yep yep Yep, yep. They're on there, and the Scathing Atheist guys, and Andrew and Thomas, and yeah, David McAfee, and Nick Fish again. Yeah, all David Fitzgerald and Sean Prophet. Yeah, all kinds of fun people that I want to have on the show, uh, and we just have not because life and getting in the way and whatnot. Fun. Mm-hmm. Renting a chalet in the Alps, <laughs> you know, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> Chauffeurs, you know, the. <laughs> The huge. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, of course. Mm, yes, quite, yes. Uh, so what, what have, what's. Yeah, so I'm going to be spending a nice weekend up in Asiago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a place. That's a cheese. You're not fooling anybody. I'm an American. <laughs> what, uh, do you, do you have anything you would like to share with us before we start talking more about politicky election stuff? No, nothing major. Uh, the adventuring around Italy continues. I actually was in Asiago last weekend. It's gorgeous. Holy shit. It's like I stepped out of the car and I, I mentioned the girl I was with. I was like, this looks like the Windows 98 background. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's from here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We nice. ended up looking it up and it was from Northern California and she was kind of oh. mad. <laughs> <laughs> so is she from Italy there? Is she a local? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's an Italian. Does yep. she speak English? She just happens to be fluent in English. Oh, yeah. nice. So it's, yeah. And increasingly, like, as I learn Italian phrases, I've convinced her to just speak in, like, Italianish. So <laughs> I get the immersion. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome because then you've got, like, a translator and somebody you can communicate with more effectively and can, like, try to teach you Italian more. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the better end of the deal. The joke I make. In Italy is that you'll see these like 
gorgeous women walking around with just a chud of a man all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> nice. Well, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, cool. So yeah. uh, how late did you, well, you probably didn't stay up late at all watching election results last night because you're so far ahead of us time-wise. Uh I'm sure that yeah, you I already know what's going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in the future, I would like to know, is Lauren Boebert actually going to pull out a win in her race or is it going to uh, greetings, end up greetings from the future? Your ways are quaint people of the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, for me instead, it was like, I was going to bed last night and I was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, my country's doing its elections. We get to decide whether or not we're going to be like a fascist hellscape or just <laughs> the regular, nothing gets done. And, uh, uh Hopefully I can go to sleep tonight and then woke up in the morning and was like showering with one arm out of the, the shower, like <laughs> scrolling through election refresh. results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it turns out we're just going to be a do nothing government again now. Yeah, it very much looks that way. Knock on wood. Um, it looks like what the four remaining Senate things are going to probably pan out in the way that the Democrats at least retain the 50-50 split. Yeah. And I would be astounded that um, the Republicans don't get the House uh, unless, you know, something really bad happens to them in Minecraft. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised at the results overall. Um, there were some real I mean, disappointments, like... yeah. J.D. Vance winning, huge, uh, huge yeah. disappointment. Right, right. Uh, uh, but, like, Andrew Torres called it. Like, he he went through on opening arguments and did, like, like a fucking timeline by timeline. Like, as, as the sun moves across the planet, like, okay, <laughs> when 7 o'clock hits, like, you need to be looking at this district and that district and that district. And, like, if this person wins, then that's indicative that, like, here, here, and here, things will, like, it was fucking crazy. And then... I was reading his Twitter feed and he was like, called it, called it, called it. Like, <laughs> all right, now look over here. Like I said, like it was fucking crazy, man. Um, like, so yes, yeah. you are our prophet. We know. <laughs> it was nuts. The amount of research he put into that. And then was just like fucking, he needs to start his own five thirty eight. <laughs> Shit. Well, he's, I know he's way into baseball and, and is very analytical about a lot of things. Ah, that'll do it. So That will do it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, watching the results last night, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't fall into a state of despair or deep depression or like weeping for the future of humanity. I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how well the losses were, were going because they weren't nearly <laughs> as deep or as important as I had feared they would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, but of course there were, there were disappointments. Like I was disappointed mm -hmm. that Ron Johnson still won in Wisconsin. Yeah. Fuck that. I what was, the was, hell man? Yeah. I know. I was really hoping that was a seat that would have been able to be flipped because I had faith in Wisconsin, Wisconsin usually is kind of purplish. It's not like hardcore Republican, but I mean, at least they kept the governorship. But but he just so I barely squeaked oh, that ahead, out sorry. too. Like he he won yeah. that by like what twenty five thousand votes or something out of yeah it was it was like close out of like two and a half million cast more than two and a half million cast yeah and he's just such a shit stain like fuck. Ron Johnson, what an asshole. I can't like I can't what understand no why people vote for him. Yeah. Like he's just he's such a shithead. And he's a lying dissembling shithead. I can't understand why anybody would vote for him unless it's just rah rah, he's on my team. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a Democrat and you know, stick it to the libs. Yeah. Um yeah. I like so I feel as though I, I'm going to express an opinion that's probably going to be viewed as like somewhat controversial. I think that because of the prevalence of Republican like bifurcating and lying and all of their other bullshit, that it may be high time, especially in the South, for some Democrats to like not vote any differently, but stop saying certain things like 
Beto O'Rourke almost certainly lost Texas because of his stance on gun control. And he could like pass laws on guns, but he doesn't have to fucking campaign on it. Like, like, and there are plenty of Democrats in Northern states, Southern states who are like, no, nah, man, I go out and I kill deer and eat them over the winter. Like, I have a gun. I have a gun. I'm a Democrat. I mean, I hear here in Italy, right, because we have common sense laws about guns here. But, <laughs> you know, in the States. <laughs> <laughs> They're not handing right. them out like uh, Skittles to everybody there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody, okay. people would look at the school shooting as a national tragedy and, like, people would take time off work and reflect on their lives. But um, You don't go to McDonald's with, your gun being like, okay, I got my wallet, got my phone, got my keys, got my gun. Let's go to McDonald's. No, dude, people are uncomfortable when they see a cop with a gun here. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but like, you don't have to fucking say it. Like, I think that it's high time that Democrats like find a way to try and reach people where they are a little bit because like we've got a far right fascist party and then literally everybody else. And if you've got to have broad appeal, you've got to have broad appeal. So, I don't know. Like, go go do the gun thing, but but don't fucking talk about it when you're running for office. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I I I understand what you're saying. I just don't know any good way around that because eventually somebody's going to ask, "What are your positions on abortion, on same sex yeah. marriage, on gun control, on you know taxation, on on any political topic?" and and Democrats I, I, have a harder time lying. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> it would be really tough to vote for somebody who I know is lying. And right, but it's, it's, it's this easy. Well, my personal opinion is that we need to have some common sense gun control laws, just like, you know, many Americans do feel that way. However, I am going to be the representative for the 8th District of Texas. And what my constituents want is what I'm going to bring to Congress. So when I go to the House, I'm going to be keeping that in mind when votes come up on the subject, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes zero promises, but True. speaks to being a representative of the local people um, while not keeping you in a corner. Like that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So yeah. do the thank you for smoking thing. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. I just, it's, I don't know. It, it would be really hard to, do that because then it's going to be well you didn't really seem to answer this very good and then that would just hound them the whole way then it becomes because you're not directly addressing that or it seems like you're trying to push it off or dissembling then it becomes more of an issue rather than just saying well this is my stance and yeah, yeah i understand i've got to represent everybody but these are my personal feelings but you know i'm right. open to change my mind on it i guess yeah. if presented good evidence that everybody should have a fucking gun strapped to their hip everywhere they go doesn't seem to work out everywhere else but yeah, maybe here's an exception. Yeah, well, and, and oh, well, that's a great question, Anderson Cooper, but it really makes me think of the fact that Republicans for the last 20 years have said, oh, well, they want it to be a state's right issue on abortion, and yet they're already talking about nationalizing a ban yeah. on abortion. So if we're going to talk about people prevaricating, maybe let's look at the biggest, you know, uh, uh, contributors to the problem of all. So, yeah, some, some sort of, it's navigatable. You just have to, like, have a pair of balls, like colloquially speaking. I I really wish that people were more rational, more intelligent and thoughtful, I guess, across the board everywhere because they're just not, right? Like, how do you convince a bunch of dumb people to not be dumb people <laughs> and, not, and not come out and say, <laughs> the reason you think this is because you're stupid, right? That's, that's, a, that's, that's hard to do. How do you it's, tell... It's hard to say. Yeah, how do you tell people that like... The thing you believe is not just wrong, but it's wrong. It's it's really wrong. Like it's not even a thing that could ever happen. And you're pretty fucking stupid for believing that in the first place. That's a tough. I mean, sell. they don't have a problem saying it. Oh yeah. Well, but I'm not talking about trying to appeal to like Republican voters, like deep Republican voters. I'm talking about like like the twenty or so percent of people who each election are like, ah, fuck all of this bullshit. Like, do I even show up? Yeah. And I think with those people, like what they really want to hear is somebody who's as inoffensive to them as possible and also not a fascist. You know, but but like to be frank, also not like as as some would say, like a rainbow haired person who lives on Twitter, right? Yeah. And like I tend to be friends with the rainbow haired people who live on Twitter. But um 
there's a lot of folks who don't spend their entire lives online who look at the sorts of discourse that go on and they're like, ah, this is not really for me. And yeah. they see it like the most, the loudest version of each party because that's what makes it through their filter. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest, well, and along those lines, I think the biggest thing that we could do to help improve um, election results going forward is just continue to try to get more people out to vote. I'm constantly shocked by the number of people who are eligible to vote who just fucking don't do it, who just, yeah, it, it's, it's a combination of apathy and ignorance and fear and just misunderstanding of how the political process works and just general lack of knowledge for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't have any idea how impactful their individual vote can be, especially when we get more and more of them to turn out. I mean, the reason that the election results were as close as they were this time is because Gen Z this, this time showed up and voted in the largest numbers that we've ever seen in any election, let alone a midterm. They're the ones who, who turned out, you know, in, in Biden's case, when he won, it was due in large part to women, black women in particular, and younger voters. And in this midterm election, staunching the loss of so many Democratic seats was due mostly to younger voters actually turning out and providing a voice to what they want to have happen. And so I think as long as we can continue turning out more and more people, that will lead us eventually on a path to success. I don't like I in my mind, and this could be me living in my, you know, liberal slash progressive bubble, but everything I see, everything I read, everything that I've become acquainted with as far as elections go for the longest time has all said that America is a much more liberal, much more progressive country than our representation would show because liberals and progressive just don't get out to vote as much as the people who are exercised by fear and hatred on the right who get mm -hmm. out and vote. Yeah. I, so I think that America is a much more progressive country than our legislation would show um, mm -hmm. for the reason you just said. But I also think that America is probably a more conservative country than what the Democratic Party campaigns on. Um, like, like I think, especially regarding social issues, like fiscally, most Americans are on board or to the left of Democrats. But I think socially, Democrats are often dragging the general public, kicking and screaming into accepting people who have like non- straight white middle-class lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's rough. Like that's a problem. And it's largely as Thomas S. Kuhn would say, like a matter of letting the old generation die off, mm -hmm. um, you know, before that social change will happen. Um, but we can't afford to vote that way. This is Matt Dillahunty and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. If you're going to be a serious grown-up person and appear to defend the Catholic Church in public in front of an educated and literate audience, you simply have to start by making a great number of heartfelt apologies and requests for contrition and forgiveness. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And I think we're getting progressively progressive. Like, like every, you know, every generation <laughs> we get more liberal, more yeah. progressive as time goes on. And so right. the more we can convince younger people to you know, get out and vote and, and have a say in their own futures. Like old people vote and control the lives of mm -hmm. so many people who are so much younger than them that by the time a lot of these laws are passed and enacted, people who voted on them will be fucking dead and gone. It won't matter to them. It's fucking over the younger right. people who have no say and are allowing these, these legislative items to be passed in their name and, and something that will affect them for the rest of their lives. And they're just not mm -hmm. taking the opportunity to 
provide the one thing that can actually control stuff. They'll go on social media and complain about stuff all the time, but then they don't actually vote to enact the change that they want to see and are complaining about in large, in by and large and in the past. But that is slowly starting to shift more and more. And I'm just really happy that more and more younger people are voting nowadays. Yeah. Well, and they're also subjected to massive disinformation campaigns by countries oh, yeah. like Russia that the deliberate and core intent of those campaigns is not necessarily to convince them to go one way or the other. There is a preferred party, right? Mm-hmm. But but also to create a sense of ennui and dissatisfaction with mm-hmm. the voting system in general so as to make people feel like their vote doesn't have an impact. And there's a massive, like, if advertising wouldn't, if if you couldn't change people's minds through advertising content on any medium, then marketers would not exist. Like, advertising fucking works. Disinformation works because it puts information in your brain that you otherwise wouldn't be receiving. And, like, the fire hose of falsehoods model, like, they just beat you over the head with it over and over again. Um, so... Yeah, like that's that's where we're at. Like it's not the the playing field is not level, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I think we need to be teaching people a lot more critical thinking skills in school. Like in our our public school system mm. is failing a lot of people because we're not teaching them how to think critically about a lot of things. Well, and and crazy crazy fucking weird shit, you know, as soon as as soon as ISIS or Al-Qaeda start moving into an area um, the first thing they start doing is blowing up schools or killing yeah. school children. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Republicans are very much the same way. Like they're going after education. Oh yeah. Because Religious extremists hate it. Yeah. They understand that people who actually know what the fuck is going on, aren't going to agree with them on the most of, on most of their policy positions. And so they try to keep people stupid. Trump himself has said that I love the uneducated because they vote for me because they're stupid. I thought that was a false quote. <laughs> oh, no. He, he Well, the extension that I added, I mean, he definitely said that he loves the uneducated. And the implication was the extension that I put on there that because then they vote for me because they're <laughs> stupid. Uh, but yeah, he did. He did absolutely say that he loves the uneducated because it came out during the election that uh, a lot of the people who were planning to vote for him were lower educated people. And so he used that as a, as a big talking point. And that's where the whole elites thing came into play. And, oh, it's just these, you know, wealthy, well-educated people who are voting Democrats because they want to maintain their lifestyles and they don't want you, the commoner, to have a better life. It's all to protect their own interests and they're going to fuck you over. So you should listen to me, the billionaire who's never actually yeah. had to work a day in his fucking life that I'm going to take care of you and that I know what's going on. Who loves to fuck people over. Yeah. That's one thing that like has been really simultaneously baffling, but also reassuring since I've been out here is I have yet to meet a single Italian person, including people who I've later known to be on like kind of the far right who don't respect education. Like, like I'll say, oh, I have a master's degree. And they're like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, it's good that you've got, you know, are you going for a PhD? Like there is no, you know, oh, you think you know better yeah. than me because you got a master's degree. No, no. It's like, oh, fantastic. You've you've done your job. You're getting educated. So, Oh, look at you, Mr. Smarty Pants, lording your education over me. I suppose you think you're <laughs> fucking smarter than me, don't you? Well, it's kind of right. how this works. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, more educated, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 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 why I've gotten an education is so that I could be smarter to try to help myself and others. Yeah. yeah. Sorry that you think that's a bad thing, because, <laughs> but you probably think that because you're stupid. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I have had. I I was having a conversation with a guy a week or two ago at a mixer that I go to every week, and um we were talking about something just about like things that we valued in life. And, and afterward he gives me this look and, and he goes on to say, well, wait, what about faith? Like, as though that was a value I hadn't mentioned. And I was like, what about faith? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What about faith? The thing that is yeah. routinely weaponized in the United States in order yeah. to subjugate other groups of people. It's not used as something to uplift a whole lot of people. It's it's used as a sword and a cudgel 
mm-hmm. against people. And that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I ended up just pulling a Tim mention and saying like, this is my faith. Like these, you know, <laughs> this is my church. <laughs> Isn't it enough? Isn't it enough? Um, so it current as it, as things currently stand, it looks like Republicans will take over the house and the Senate is still a toss up. Uh, well, we know for sure that the race between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker and, I'm not going to include the libertarian dude because he's out of it and was out of it from the beginning. If you throw your fucking vote away on a libertarian in a national election, just know that that's what you're doing. You're you're walking into a voting booth or filling out your online or mail-in ballot as a masturbatory exercise. It's not going to fucking do anything other than everybody will be able to later point and laugh at you for wasting your fucking time and being a moron and not doing anything to actually help anybody. You're just acting out of your own pure self masturbatory interests in thinking that you're so much better than everybody else that I'm going to do this thing differently. It's not going to change anything. Nobody's going to examine, oh, well, this person, Mark, Mark decided not to vote for one of the major parties. I wonder why that is. We should put some real thought and time and energy into researching why Mark decided to vote this way. They don't care. They don't fucking care because your voice wasn't added to the voice of people who are going to be representing a large percentage of the populace you voted for somebody who everybody know wasn't going to win you did it anyway and nobody fucking cares everybody is just going to look at that and decide that you are a person who is not worth talking politics to because you are an idiot about it 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 makes me so mad when i when i see people who do that shit i have friends personal friends of mine who think it is a a a matter to boast about that they never vote for I'm any member of either major party. And my response is always, well, so you like to masturbate all over election forms. Super good for you. That's, that's all you're fucking doing. You're not making a difference to anybody or for anybody. You're only harming people. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say, if any, if anything, the only thing you're doing is harming people that you could have helped instead. And that's the end of my yeah. little rant. Or the Sorry. enlightened centrist types who are like, oh, well, both sides are, are equally. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Also, for the case of every vote counts, right now, Bobert is only losing by 73 votes. Oh, 73 now? Earlier it was at, earlier it was at 62. So that's, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, I saw last night, I, when I saw last night that the numbers were really close there. I started digging a lot deeper into that. And the guy that ran against her is just ran a really good race. And she figured she was going to coast and didn't do much of anything. And it may end up that she loses that seat and nothing. Well, there are a lot of things that could, <laughs> let me check. There aren't, there aren't, <laughs> uh, hundreds of things that could make me happier. This, this thing is one of the things that will make me happy if she loses, because, that would just be, mwah. I would love every minute of watching her have to leave her little seat and fuck off to do OnlyFans or whatever the fuck she's going to do next. <laughs> Are you going to watch her on OnlyFans? Oh, no, I wouldn't. No. But just no. knowing oh, that okay. just knowing that that's her audience now versus, you know, the American public would be awesome. Uh, she'll, have, she'll have a job on the last day OAN is around. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm just, I'm happy to see that, that the race there is so close. I was also happy to see that Joe O'Day lost. I was concerned about that one. Uh, Michael Bennett won in Colorado. Um, trying to think of what other races uh, that I wanted to weigh in on or just provide my opinion, let everybody know what I thought about it. Um, well, we got Carrie Lake is still losing. Which is awesome. I hope, I oh man, yeah, she absolutely needs to lose that race. I hope. That Katie Hob that Katie Hobbs wins and Carrie Lake is turfed out, not turfed out, but doesn't has never provided any turf to even sit on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean she's going to say that the election was rigged, and then it will oh. be fun to have her try to say that you know it was just her election that that got. She fucked already that said way. that. Yeah, 
Oh, she was saying that before the election even happened. Yeah. So she's just a terrible, terrible person. Like she knows that what she's saying is bullshit and she's saying it anyway. Like she's just lying through her teeth. And that's a very frustrating. I don't, I don't uh, deal well with people who just lie about things, especially when it's little trivial thing. No, I guess just lying in general, because if you lie to me about something, like I feel like I can't trust you about anything else. I have, I, I've, when they're, when they're knowingly lying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when they know they're lying to you about something, then it's like, well, okay, well, you know, that's a lie. I know it's a lie. You know, it's a lie. Why are you even saying that you're just destroying trust between the two of us, which I, okay. If that was your goal, good job. <laughs> but it just, it makes yeah. it really hard for me uh, to later trust anybody who I have discovered lies about things to me for whatever reason. Like I understand there are people who do it as a defense mechanism. Tracy's mother is notorious for doing this. Uh, she just lies about the stupidest shit. Well, like where, you know, it's an obvious lie, but she's had so many abusive relationships where she gets into instant defensive mode and is fearful of, discovering something that she may thinks other people may think is bad. And so she'll just lie about it as a habit, like a, like just a knee jerk reaction to stuff. And it's really frustrating. Like there are a lot of people Did who tell need you a, the dog broke the door. <laughs> no, but there are things since then that, I yeah. It, anyway, there it's just <laughs> like, it just, it just, it just gets really frustrating. And there are so many people who need so much therapy that all I can do is just continually suggest to them, you know, this is what's happened. And I know you're going to try to initially deny it, but you don't need to because here's the evidence that I know that what you said is wrong because of this, this, and this. So, you know, let's, let's not waste any more time there. It's fine. You said this. That was a lie. We can move past it. That's fine. I just really hope that you'll, you know, start talking to somebody to get some help for some of the problems that you've got that would lead you to say something so demonstrably fucking false, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm just glad to see that Mark Kelly is, uh, looks like he's going to win. Yeah. 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 It's. Oh. So last I saw, and this was before we recorded, shortly before we started recording, uh, there were still four Senate seats up for grabs. The Alaska one is going to go to a Republican. We know that. Um, mm -hmm. The one in Georgia is going to go to a runoff. And then there was the mm -hmm. Mark Kelly one. And what's the last one? Uh, I'm trying to think. Nevada? I think it's the Nevada. Was it Nevada? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, with um, fucking... What, what is that dickhead's name? Uh, let me look it up here. I'm not familiar with either of those people I'm running. For Adam Laxalt. Yeah. Adam mm -hmm. Laxalt versus Catherine Cortez Masto. And he is currently in the lead by almost two points, which is not good. Uh, and again, there are enough third party votes that could have put uh, Catherine Cortez Masto over the top, but they will not because they were thrown away. On a candidate who had absolutely, well, let's see, from their results, they had a 1% chance of winning or a 0 0.7 or 0.6% chance of winning the election. And people just decided to throw their votes away on that because reasons that are that are special to them. It's just a waste of time. I get, I get supremely frustrated by that. Like people who vote for third parties in a first past the post election don't understand how elections work. And it's made painfully obvious. And then they start talking about it and, and start speaking with authority on something that it's clear that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm bringing too much of my own baggage into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you doing okay? Do we need to? We just need ranked choice voting. I have. So hang on. I'm, I'm already bad at math. I'm already bad at math. So, so say the Republicans take... Nevada and Alaska, then uh -huh. we Mark Kelly has to win Arizona and then Warnock has to win the Georgia runoff. Uh -huh. And that gets us 50-50 still. Correct. Right. Yep. Yes. Okay. 
Cool. So if when the Cog Disc guys do another massive fundraiser for Warnock, we all need to go over there and <laughs> oh, contribute yeah. to their spirit bomb. Like oh, like so. the, the people that I feel probably the worst about for throughout this entire election is is now the, the rest of the Georgia voters who are going to have to be bombarded with all kinds of advertisements mm-hmm. for the next month or so Again. leading to the, the runoff election. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the fate of the Senate is, is going to hinge on this race again yes. in Georgia again. again. Yeah. 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 And they just went through this two years ago and like they're just, yeah, they're going to be inundated with requests for money uh, to make sure that they get out and vote, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I hope more and more people get out and vote and realize that they have a chance to ensure that fascism doesn't take over the United States of America. So hopefully it won't. We'll have to wait and see. But somebody, somebody needs to redo the meme, uh, the Harry Potter meme with uh, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia. The, the Harry Potter meme where it's like, how come when anything happens, it's always you three? <laughs> <laughs> we can always just check and see, okay, which one of you three was it? Or was it a combination? <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we have run out of time for this episode. Uh, I appreciate everybody joining us, uh, and and appreciate you guys for joining us. <laughs> yeah, at least one person for fifty percent of joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Half-assing it as always. Um. <laughs> Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. That would be Ed Harris, Kevin Scheel. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Steve Kuno. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man, a perfectly cromulent statement. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Alan Firth. Two skeptical chaps. Stephen Andrews. Martina Fern. Clank Trucking. Zeus 9SO. Jonathan. Error 404. God Not Found. Up Doug Willoughby. Marvin Draken. Scam Likely. Get a scale and find out how much a hand weighs. Corey Ebert. Don't be an up dog. McCann's Peterson. All hail, Peanut Buttra. <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. Good news, everyone. Wesley Aaron Rethinker215 Sarah Segovia Theodore Sellen Tim Jacobson Janet Uter Savita Kuna Purple Dragon Snake Jailbird wants you to please support the American Civil Liberties Union. Get off my lawn, you coppers. And James, thank you all very, very much. If you would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode, and then you get all kinds of fun stuff. You get clips from the cutting room floor, you get extended outtakes, you get bonus episodes every now and then, you get the episode before everybody else, you get your name read on every episode that we produce, (laughs) and you get the knowledge that you keep the show going and that we love you more than our other listeners. I, I'm sorry, other listeners, but we do like we're, we're like it's a it's a financial contract that we have where we have to say that now for these people who 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 become patrons of the show. Like we love all of our listeners. We love our patrons even just a little bit more than everybody else. Uh, yeah, mom. But, we love our patrons more than you, mom. <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Uh, thank you all for listening. I gotta just say good night and good luck. I hope that we can maintain control of the Senate and boy, oh boy, this has been exciting and not nearly as bad as I thought it would have been. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm going to play with my box of needles. My cat is snoring right now next to me. And I think in about five minutes, I'll be doing the same. (laughs) All right, cool. I'll love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Ciao, ciao. 
I was I was sitting down here cutting pieces for that puzzle box like last week, just designing them on the computer and measuring stuff with the calipers and getting stuff figured out. And it would run it and cut in the laser and I'd take them out and I'd fiddle and get them all figured out. And I just kept pouring a little bit in the glass and drinking and pouring. And I was like, by the time I grabbed the bottle, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this model must have a hole in it. It's Ooh. leaking out somewhere. And why and is everything upstairs. sideways? <laughs> yeah, but I've been sitting almost that whole time because I don't really don't have to get up to do the laser. I can just turn over here, yeah. open it, get stuff set in there, close it, <laughs> and, and get back. And so I hadn't stood up in like two or three hours. And I stood up and I was like, Oh, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. It's it's always those it's always those times when you're sitting down doing something and drinking, and then you go to stand up and you're like, Oh shit, I got drunk on accident. Yeah. Oops. It's like all of a sudden I went from, I'm okay to, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking not okay. <laughs> I feel fine until I try to walk. We're looking at renting a chalet in the Alps, so. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Just renting a chalet in the Alps, you know, with its own <laughs> private butler and wine room. For the holidays, know, just, as just one does during the holiday season. You know what I'm talking about, right, people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, tuck, tuck, I don't. Hmm. Where's I don't my get monocle? My own bags. <laughs> I have a butler to retrieve my bags for me. Oh my god! <laughs> that was.